What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday on Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can listen to the program on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can follow our social pages on Facebook and X slash Twitter for the latest updates on the podcast. Uh, this week, great to have a uh, familiar voice back on the podcast. Uh, Derek Welch, my good friend, and we're talking Celtics. Uh, Derek, the season is is upon us finally, and uh, I don't know about you. I couldn't be more excited about this team. I can't wait. I feel like the Drew news was the icing on the cake, and I'm ready for this season. Yeah, absolutely. That was uh, that was not something I expected. Um, no. I really thought that like Porzingis was going to be their major thing, and you know, Derek White's going to be a starting point guard, which you know I think that team already is pretty good. But I think they made it clear that they're trying to go win a championship right now, and I think that's the kind of what we saw with the with the Drew trade. Absolutely. I think, uh, like, just on first glance, when you first saw the, the trade, seems like a lot. Uh, two picks and um, giving up Rob Williams. I mean, he was great for us in, when he played, but that's really, like, the main part of that, like, when he played. So um, you kind of do anything you can to get someone like Drew Holiday. Uh, and I feel like he f- fits exactly what we need for, you know, like a championship and like get over the hump type roster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think as much as we all, you know, really liked Derek White and liked what he did last year, I think just getting someone to kind of solidify kind of a defensive backbone with this team was something that I think that they needed. And I think, you know, Drew really hopefully, you know, ties it all together. You know, I think there were some concerns that losing Marcus, losing Grant Williams, you know, was you're going to lose a little bit of that kind of defensive, you know, edge. But I think, you know, Drew coming over in this trade, I think now is like, okay, this team virtually doesn't have any weaknesses. Absolutely. I mean, (laughs) um, it's funny, like the the takes that people at my work will have sometimes on different guys and someone brought up Drew today and he said he's basically Marcus smart, but he does everything that Marcus does a little bit better. <laughs> so yeah. Um, say what you will about Marcus smart, you know, one of the great Celtics um, been in our lives for a while. I think, okay. Moving on. And if you're going to replace him with anybody, Drew's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, I think Drew's uh, a little bit older, but, I think a little bit more experienced, obviously, you know, won the championship with the Bucks a couple of years ago. So, you know, he's a guy that's a guy that that knows how to win. And, you know, I think this is a group that is ready to win. You know, I think the last two years we've seen this team go to the finals. We've seen this team get to a game or a, a game like within the finals. Um, but I think now it's like, clear that they're ready to kind of take or hopefully they're ready to take that next step. You know, I think that what's clear about the trades with Porzingis and Drew, you know, as I've made clear on the regular program, I think, you know, ownership is basically saying, all right, like it's championship or bust right now. Like we are, 
making these moves to win the championship, not to get to the finals. Like this is a group that we expect to hang banner 18. And I think, you know, it's a lot of pressure, but I think, I think it's worth it when you look at the rest of the NBA. I think that's what feels different about this off season. I feel like we've made really, really good moves in the past two or three seasons, but I felt like going in all in on Porzingis and, and going all in on Drew just felt like they're not messing around <laughs> this year. Yeah. I think Drew is a great match with the guys they have on the team. And I think, you know, a little bit more of a, a truer point guard than Marcus was, I think, you know, he'll give you the hustle and the defensive plays and things like that. But I think it's going to give you a little bit more of an offensive game, a little bit more consistency, knocking down threes, I think, in particular. Um, but I think just running the offense. Um, what were, What are your thoughts about Porzingis? Obviously, that was a big acquisition. For sure. I I think Porzingis is really everything that like a modern big man needs to be in this NBA. And I look at his numbers and he's been improving year after year. And now it seems like he's in a situation where he probably wants to show up a little bit more for this team. Um, obviously, the health concerns, um, they're, they're, they're there and um, definitely looming when I think about this team. But um, if I'm going to be optimistic and, and think about what he can bring to this team, uh, it's all excitement for, for Porzingis at the five. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, as a guy that I think throughout his career has had those injury issues, but I think, you know, was able to play 65 games last year. And I think really kind of proved that, okay, he can still play at a high level. He can play a lot of minutes. And I think, you know, it was interesting. I I think I'd read something the other day that, you know, he played 65 games last year, but, you know, since the Wizards were more concerned about draft pick, you know, they kind of held him out of some of the final games. So it's possible he could have played even more. Um, I think when you look at his numbers, obviously he's not going to average 23 and eight. I think that's I, I think that that's not going to happen here, but, you know, I think someone that can shoot a high percentage, shoot a decent percentage from three and just, I think, do enough to just help out Jalen and Jason in terms of the scoring load. For sure. Um, I think also getting someone that has a little bit more of a kind of offensive, like post game, or like a mid-range game, I think is interesting because I think that's something that they've been missing the last couple of years. You know, I think they were hopefully, I think having Rob trying to develop that into his game, but I think getting someone who's done that, you know, I think is really going to help out their, their offense. Definitely. And I don't know, I'm just looking at his stats now and it just, he seems so perfect for what Missoula wants to do on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, love him or hate him, he's going to shoot the three. And it seems like Porzingis has gotten better. It seems like the, over the past three years at shooting threes, he's taken more of them. Um, 
I feel like it's going to fit right in with what we need, especially at the five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that he's going to get a lot of open looks. And I think, you know, having Jalen and Jason, I think, to open up the floor, but also, you know, Drew to be able to feed him the ball, I think he is going to be getting, you know, so many open looks and probably is going to be, you know, way more than he's used to. Because I think you look at the teams that he's played for, he's had to be relied upon to be the number one guy or the number two guy, um, I think, recently. And I think he's basically going to be the number three here, which, you know, I think is perfect. Perfect fit for him, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, kind of going back to the going all in thing, I think, you know, the front office and the team probably realizing that, you know, the the core of the group with with Marcus, you know, just was not kind of where where it needed to be. And I think, you know, they must have seen that it was like a change that they had to make to be able to, you know, feel like they, you know, had, had a chance to really compete and win. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I just, it, it felt like they were doing the same thing year after year. I mean, they were doing the same thing year after year and like bringing in other pieces to kind of try to fill in gaps, but it just seemed like something had to give and Brown and Tatum weren't the guys that they were going to have to give up. Um, I Like I said, I love Marcus Smart and I think he was awesome, intense player, but to be honest, I'm not going to miss those those stretches where he feels like he has to take over the offense and um, you know, kind of depletes our offense at some points. And I, I think I'm more confident in, in the way that this offense is going to flow with the, the starting roster that it looks like we're going to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's five guys that I think are going to be very comfortable playing with each other um, just in the way that they kind of flow. Um, you know, obviously there's going to be an adjustment with, you know, two new guys in the starting lineup. And I think, you know, Drew in particular joining the team, you know, a couple of days before training camp that, you know, there's probably going to be still some things to work out. I mean, it was good to see him get into as many preseason games um, as he did, but I think still there's going to be some time for him to kind of get up to speed. Um, I don't mean to shift on you, Garrett, but I'm just – I have the, the depth chart pulled up and I have the starting roster pulled up, and I just think about what this team could be defensively that we haven't really mentioned. Um, yeah. I've heard a lot of talk this offseason about how if Tatum was probably just a little bit more vocal or, like, showed off as a defender, we might respect it a little bit more, but he is certainly underrated on the defensive end of the ball. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think just just me as like a, a big Rob Williams fan, I'm sure going to miss him, you know, being in that being in the middle, blocking shots. You know, I think it makes sense for them to. It, it made sense for them to, to make that trade uh, for Drew Holiday. But, you know, I don't really think they're going to, you know, drop that much defensively because I think, you know, having. Drew and Derek as their two, you know, starting guards are going to be great defensively. You know, Porzingis, I think, is a decent defender. 
with his size, he can be, you know, deterrent at the basket. You know, I think, I think you're right. A lot of people don't talk about Jason's defensive game. And I think, you know, this is going to be an opportunity for him to kind of step up, you know, if he's going to be, you know, playing some of the, playing some of the four uh, with Porzingis, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if Horford maybe starts games here and there um, as well. Yeah, we didn't really touch on that. I think bringing Porzingis in to run the five gives us everything we need with the Al Horford minutes. I, I think he probably got more out of Al Horford last year than we really expected. And the ability to have someone take take on that workload, like probably like 35, 40-ish minutes, maybe less for Porzingis, but the, the bulk of the center minutes and then have Al come in for 2025, I think that's going to be very helpful. And honestly, if we see the Bucks, like I feel like Horford's like a a weapon defensively. He loves to guard Giannis for some reason, but does a great job at it. And yeah, I'm looking forward to that if we run into them. Yeah, and I think you know there may be some concern about oh, okay during the regular season Al's not going to play back to backs. You know who's going to kind of be that other big? Is it going to be Cornette? Is it going to be you know, one of the other guys that played a lot in camp, um, you know, I think regular season, sure, you can have those guys, you know, match up. But, you know, I think for this team, it's really just about being, you know, healthy, being as good as they can be until, you know, the playoffs come. And I think resting out on those back-to-backs, you know, probably still happen. But, you know, obviously during the regular season, there's going to be more guys that play. I mean, that's kind of just how the regular season goes with the 82 games. Sure. And it seems like this team is more built for playoffs where we're only going to have to run six or seven guys in a, in a series. And mm-hmm. I feel pretty confident in our, in our seven against anyone else in the league. Mm-hmm. I think kind of getting into some of those bench guys, you know, I think, uh, I think you're going to see a really good, and motivated Peyton Pritchard this year, you know, I think them giving him that, that contract, you know, kind of getting rid of some of that, you know, log jam at the point guard position, you know, really gives him an opportunity to really kind of show what he can do, which if, if, if what he did in the preseason is any indication, uh, he's going to be a big time player for them this year. I'm glad you brought him up because he's just a very, that was just a very underrated, like with the two big moves, obviously we made, but um, a, like locking him up, I thought was essential for this team. I thought he gave us great flashes last year. And like you said, with the log jam, maybe having a more of an opportunity to run some more minutes at either guard position. Um, I think Pritchard's a great, like a, not a great, but I think he's a solid NBA player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that the front office didn't give up on him. And I think we got him at a fair price for what what the market looks like today. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's like seven and a half million per year, which I think is great for a guy like him. I think someone that is going to be one of those guys to come off the bench, give them a spark, you know, if shots aren't falling. Um, you know, I think just playing with the energy that he played with, you know, at times throughout his career it felt like we didn't see a lot of him last year um for for whatever reason but i think 
you know, just getting someone off the bench that can play with confidence, you know, I think is huge um, because I think they're definitely going to need performances, good performances from him uh, throughout the season. Um, as far as some of the other guys, you know, Sam Hauser, we know he's a solid three-point shooter. You know, I think a solid guy that can score off the bench a little bit better defensively than some people might give him credit for. Um, but then you got O'Shea Brissett, who's played a little bit in the preseason. Um, you know, I think those are probably the guys that you'll see play regular minutes. And then beyond that, it's kind of, you know, anyone's guess as to who else plays. Guy you didn't mention, I'm thinking about Jordan Walsh. I know he's a rookie, but um, he just seems like a like a prototypical Celtic, like yes, not tall enough to be like a, a five, but definitely not small enough to be a guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like he's got a lot of energy just from what I watch from like his draft highlights. Yeah. He probably is going to be like a, a Grant type guy. I don't, I don't know if he has the the shooting ability that that Grant had, like in in stretches, but um, just the energy and in, in the the bench minutes, I I can see a world where Jordan Walsh is getting twenty twenty five minutes a game. Yeah, over the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, always liked his energy. Um, you know, when I saw him like briefly in college, and I think it was a great pick. You know, I think it's someone that I definitely plays kind of that hard-nosed defensive style that's, you know, going to do anything to get an advantage defensively. So, you know, I hope that he can get into some games this year, you know, really show the Garden faithful what he can do. I think with enough minutes, he'll become a fan favorite, you know, diving on the floor and doing stuff like that. Um, But yeah, I really like that pick and, you know, curious to see if there are any minutes for him, you know, I think unless there's an, an injury of some sort, may not see him a lot this year. But I think, you know, hopefully this is a team that can see, you know, the team go 10, 12 deep during the regular season just to see what they can have with some of the other guys. Sure. I think that's probably my hope too, is the um, those minutes that we're looking for. Like when you, like you said, 10 deep in the, regular season I feel like Walsh is that guy Mm -hmm. and I think just being able to do that gives you confidence that okay in case of emergency you could have some guys play in the playoffs if you know there's an injury if someone gets into foul trouble you know if something else happens that you can look down the bench and be like okay this is a guy that we saw play you know 20 games this year and we have confidence that he can play a couple minutes in in a playoff game Um, I think in terms of expectations, you know, I kind of briefly touched on it, but does kind of seem like it's a year where anything less than winning the championship is kind of going to be a a disappointment, which is kind of a hard thing to say. But I think based on the moves that they've made, it's kind of like that's what they expect to do. Sure. And I think a lot of conversation like NBA conversations these days is about how windows close pretty quickly in the mm-hmm. NBA. And it feels like we've stretched Brown and Tatum's window probably longer than, than most other like 
duo tandems. Um, seems like the window is closing. I, I'm, I like this team and it would be great for them to stay together, but um, I agree with you. If, if it's not this year, I don't know when it's going to be. Yeah. And I think, you know, whenever they have to figure out the, the money with the new, you know, uh, salary cap and whatnot, you know, it's kind of does limit their ability to have this core together for, you know, any more than like a couple of years. So it's like the time really is now. Um, but yeah, it is interesting how like different things happen and teams have their championship windows, you know, closed based on, you know, something as simple as, you know, salary cap, uh, free agency, um, or, you know, injuries or something like that. That's probably the number one worry this year is the injuries. I just, mm -hmm. Porzingis is probably top of the list there, but you never know with, with other people. You yeah. just hope, hope and pray that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, this is generally a team that's pretty smart in terms of, you know, keeping guys healthy and keeping guys from situations where they're not playing too many minutes. I mean, I think that's really the only thing you can do in terms of, like a like a prevention type of thing which i think they're already doing probably with al horford having him not play back to backs i'm assuming um and kind of maybe mixing up that rotation every once in a while you yeah. know giving guys games off i mean we'll see with the new rules in terms of the superstars resting if they can get jay or chase in a, a game where they can sit down i have to say those new rules are very interesting. I kind of understand some of it. Um, yeah. I am kind of of the mind that if you're a big market team and you don't mind spending the money, um, I don't see why there's any reason you shouldn't do that. But I think it protects the smaller market teams. I don't know. There's two sides of the coins. Like if you look at baseball, just for an example, like money certainly doesn't buy anything. Um that league as we've seen this year like with the Mets um but like just getting back to the point like I think teams should be able to spend what they what they want um I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the the new rules I guess I would have to look at it further but as of right now um not a huge fan oh I think I was referring to the uh the, like resting rules about like resting superstars. I think that's <laughs> part of what I meant. You could have cut me off. <laughs> um, I like the resting rules. Yeah. Um, I think I heard someone else say it this week. Um, they're hoping that that's not like the minimum or like the maximum people think they have to play now. Like, um, like oh, I hit my 65 and now I'm, I'm done. Um, oh, I don't sure. know. I, yeah. Guys like uh, Kawhi and, and all the stars really across the league, I think it's poor to, to deprive the fans of, of having them them play I don't I'm not a huge fan of it mm -hmm. yeah so I think definitely is something to something to watch you know something to watch as well will be the uh the in-season tournament this year which will be very interesting to see uh, how that goes uh with the Celtics <laughs> playing a bunch of teams in the area I think like like Brooklyn, Toronto, Philadelphia, maybe another team. I'd have to look at it, but uh, that will be interesting. 
some game. Still, still kind of in disbelief that that's a real thing. Um, maybe it's great. Maybe it'll be fun. Um, and it's better than people expect, but it's just so odd for, um, like this, this type of league to me. Yeah. I think it is strange. I mean, I think I get it to try to incentivize the early playing of the season, but it's like, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how seriously players take it. Um, because I think that's going to be the telltale thing that it's like, if the guys, play hard and take it seriously, then, you know, it's probably a good thing. If they don't and they don't care, then it's like, okay, this, uh, this is a failure. So we'll see. Um, So getting into some games uh, schedule obviously starts this week with uh, a road game in New York against the Knicks to open the season Wednesday night at MSG. And then, their uh, home opener against the Heat on Friday. Um, then they're in Washington uh, to start next week. So that that rematch of the Heat is pretty uh, pretty interesting. That's a fun game for sure. Yeah. I yeah. just – you got to see what Miami's like this year. Right. Um, seems like they figure it out every single year with Jimmy. Um, but we'll see how intense it gets on October 27th <laughs> if people are going to – show yeah. up big for the game but it's a it's an interesting game on paper for sure yeah and i think you know yeah the year team i think usually are not a team that's figured it out until the end of the year you know into the playoffs but i think should be a good matchup you know the heat i think are going to look a little bit different they have some guys that that moved uh in free agency but you know largely the same team jimmy and and bam and and kyle lowry that I don't know. Always seems to play well at the Garden. I don't know what it is, uh, but that's <laughs> interesting. Um, then the Knicks, you know, season opener at MSG. That was a was it last year, or two years ago. That was that like double overtime game. I'm I'm remembering them having some trouble with the Knicks last year. Yes. Okay, maybe it was last year. The opener went to like double overtime. You know, Marcus made a three at the end of the first overtime. Oh, uh, yep. Yep. Yeah, they've had some weird games in, in New York recently. You know, the RJ Barrett buzzer beater <laughs> was very frustrating a couple of years ago. But, you know, opening game. So not much to be, I think, excited or, you know, upset about no matter what happens you know, yep. first game, so. Yeah, I wanted to mention that with you, for sure. I, I, As much as we're confident in this team, I think they are going to have stretches this year where people are going to question, like, what's going on with this team? Like, have they lost their identity? Um, yeah. It seems like they always figure it out the past couple of years. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they haven't won a championship, but it seems like they put it together for the playoffs. So um, expecting some probably, like, couple game stretch of uh some weird losses but um pretty confident overall on this team yeah yeah i agree i think you know you're gonna play 82 games you're definitely gonna have a couple games that you know you think on paper okay this is an easy result and you go the other way you know maybe you'll have a loss against a team that stinks you know 
it'll happen. Probably will happen at an annoying time, but it's going to be what it's going to be. But I don't really think that, you know, regular season is going to be what trips up this team. If it does, you know, I think it's a team that I think at the very least wins, you know, in the mid fifties in terms of games. Um, I think they can win as many as 60. I don't think it's out of question with the level of talent that they have. So I think on my, on the regular program, I said uh, like 60 or 62. So I'll split the difference and say 61. That's, <laughs> that's the number I think they win this year. I'm probably right there with you. I think I saw their number for over under was 54 and a half. Oh, way over. Probably go over on that one. Yeah. I mean, I think unless there's like a major injury, which we hope there's not, you know, I think over 54 should be pretty safe. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, obviously excited for the year. Uh, any other thoughts you got before, uh, before we uh, say, say goodbye? Tatum for MVP this year. Let's hope for it. There you go. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I I certainly think he's got a good chance for it. You know, we'll see uh see how much campaigning he does for it. Uh, this <laughs> you know, there there are some guys in the league that like to campaign for that for that award, and uh, you know, we'll see. <laughs> you thinking of anyone in particular from last year? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a certain guy plays for the Sixers. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but anyway, gonna be a gonna be a fun year. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that's gonna do it, Derek. Thanks for for coming on as as always. Thank you for having me, Garrett. So much fun. Yeah. So yeah, folks, we'll uh, be talking to you throughout the season. Go Celtics! Banner eighteen. <laughs>